Hey guys, welcome to Project Timothy, where we're giving you the goods to live your best life. I'm Jazz, and I want to give you a personal invitation to subscribe to this podcast, screenshot, and share it on your Instagram. You're not going to want to miss this one. It's going to be great, so let's get right into it. Thanks for listening. All right, guys, so we're going to get right into it. Today, we're going to be answering the question, is there a fast track to the top? And I want to start this off by explaining why I love Batman so much. Batman's always been my favorite superhero, and it's not just because Christian Bale does such a great job at portraying him in Christopher Nolan's trilogy, but it's because Batman could literally be any single person in the world. If you take the resources that you have and develop skill sets mentally, physically, gather resources financially, you could literally do anything you wanted to. You can learn anything you want to. And I appreciate so much that Batman doesn't have any sort of superpower that nobody else has access to. There's not, you know, there's no kryptonite involved. There's no I turn green and Hulk smash. It's just sheer determination to see a goal accomplished and he gets it done. And I always liken this to the fact that anyone can have access to knowledge and anyone can have access to wisdom and anyone can have access to the anointing if they call on the name of Jesus. And when you couple knowledge and wisdom with the anointing, it puts you in a position that other people can't reach because you're bringing all these three things together and then God is able to take that and promote you. And you say like, well, how can you say that? If you look in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 15 starts off by saying, the spiritually hungry are always ready to learn more for their hearts are eager to discover new truths. Verse 16 says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Great bringing being brought before great men indicates that you've taken that your gifts have been so noted that you can now present those gifts to a higher platform. So imagine, you know, you're in a realm where you do photography. This is something that I'm familiar with. And you start off, you know, taking pictures for your friends. And then you move from that and you start taking pictures for uh, for a ministry. You know, you're taking pictures for your youth group, you're taking pictures for your church, and you're developing this gift. You're learning new skills about this gift. You're, you're learning how your camera works. You're learning new camera shots, new camera angles. And then the next thing you know, you get a call from Benny Hinn's ministry, and they want you to come and take photos for a mass crusade. Your gifts have brought you before great men. And when you couple knowledge and wisdom and the and letting the Holy Spirit teach you through the anointing, it will take you to the top. Now, an example of this in the Bible. You look at Daniel chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 17, and it says, As for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. 
Then, at the end of the days which the king had specified for presenting them, the commander of the officials presented them before Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and out of them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's personal service. As for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in all his realm. Realm. So Daniel and his three friends separated themselves and said, hey, listen, we're not going on the king's diet. We're going to do this the Lord's way, and we'll see who comes up, who comes out at the top in the end. And so when the end came and they brought them all before the king, the king found that Daniel and his friends were 10 times better at everything than everybody else. And, and why is that? This passage is a passage of scripture that I prayed throughout Bible school. When I was in school, I said, Lord, I want to know everything about pretty much everything. I want you to teach me beyond what I'm learning in classes. Give me wisdom beyond what I'm learning in my classes and help me to 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 be at the top of my class. And, you know, obviously, how you make out in life is not determined on how well you do in Bible school, but my personality is very type A, and I want to be the best. Amen. Um, so this passage is proof that God won't just make you the best at something, but he has within his realm to make you the best of the best, like head and shoulders above everyone around you. You can be a noticeable standout in the kingdom of God, but just as with any other covenant, there's work that you have to put in to see it come to pass. The spiritually hungry are always ready to learn more for their hearts are eager to discover new truths. And when you take those new truths that you learn and you develop those giftings, it puts you in a position where God can then promote you and bring you before great men. God didn't just favor these four these four young men in the book of Daniel because he like really liked them or because they were children of Israel. No, these four applied themselves to their study and God gave them the supernaturally added wisdom plus gifts. So you look in verse 17 where it says that, you know, even unto Daniel, he gave uh, dream interpretation and visions. Success in all things is a matter of application. I truly believe that if these four boys had just went off and, and went on, you know, the diet of the children of Israel, but they didn't apply themselves to anything, there's no way they would have been 10 times better than everybody else. But when they coupled the application to learning and to knowledge to the anointing or to their covenant that they had as children of Israel, God brought them straight to the top and they were a noticeable standout. They were 10 times better than everyone else. Success in all things is just a simple matter of application. You know, a lot of people say, I can't do this or I can't do that or I don't know how to do this or I'm not good at that. The reality is that your confession will rule you. We all know the passage in Mark chapter 11 starts in verse 23. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that which he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you've received them and they will be granted to you. 
you will have what you say. If you believe, if you truly believe that you can't do something, there's no way you're going to be able to do it. You need to believe that you can do anything. And when you believe that you can do anything and have the God kind of faith, the faith that surpasses all, then you can put yourself in a position to be able to receive the anointing to prosper in that thing. So an example of this is that growing up, math was never my favorite subject. I did not like doing math. I felt like I did not understand math. Why are there letters where there should be numbers? Nobody is ever going to need calculus in their life to this day. I still have never used trigonometry. And my confession was always, I'm not good at math, or I don't like math. Um, And then when I got to Bible school and I started learning about, you know, how your confession is so important, I I switched it up. I said, okay, we're going to try this out. And I started to say, I'm good at math. I, I can do good mental math. I can tip in my head without needing a calculator. I can add and subtract and multiply and divide in my head without needing a calculator. And the reality is that now I'm I'm good at mental math. How miraculous. I'm better at math now than I was when I was learning math in school. Same thing with investing. It was a it was a concept that I did not understand like where do you even start how does this work and it was like overwhelming to me like I have no idea how to do this thing like I'm gonna leave this to people who have went to school for economics or business or whatever you need to go to school for to become like a financial investor and then I said no I'm gonna learn about this because I want knowledge in this area and even though math is not something that I was naturally gifted at, because I put in work and I did, I learned from an app that helped me with math and gave me tips and tricks on how to do better math. Now I'm good at it and I'm understanding investing and I'm gaining knowledge in these areas that I want more understanding in. And the Lord has helped me. So you can't put limits on yourself because there aren't any limits in the kingdom of God. You can have whatever it is that you want from the Lord if you ask. If you ask for wisdom, if you ask for knowledge, if you ask for understanding, and then you put yourself in a position to practically apply what it is that you're asking for, then you can have it. Any person who comes into covenant with God and enacts the the principles of the covenant can reap the rewards. So the point that I want to make is that I want you guys to spend time cultivating your gifts. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. What you do with those 24 hours is going to be what's going to distinguish you from the next person. You know, some people spend five hours a day practicing the piano or practicing the practicing the guitar or writing writing uh, blogs or they spend, you know, they spend time running. If they want to be more physically fit, they spend time working out. They spend time reading books. They spend time gaining knowledge, looking at YouTube tutorials on how to do graphic design. And then you have other people that spend that same, you know, time, you know, eating hot talkies, watching Netflix, scrolling through Instagram, not taking the time to cultivate 
gifts and desires that the Lord's placed on the inside of them. And the Lord will answer to anyone who comes to him looking for wisdom and looking for understanding and looking for knowledge in any area. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I'll answer you and I'll tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. That's not just related to the call of God on your life or what God has for your future. It's for the things that he wants you to do. It's for the desires that he's given you, the giftings that he's given you. First John 2.20, but you've been anointed, you hold a sacred appointment from, and you've been given an unction from the Holy One, and you all know the truth or you know all things. You can tap into the wisdom of God, which is infinite. He knows everything. And he wants to make you smarter than everyone else because you're in covenant with him. And that's the difference between being uh, an anointed Holy Ghost-filled Christian who calls on the name of the Lord to get things done and someone who isn't saved, who just went to school and worked really hard and made it to an executive CEO position. God wants you in that position because it honors his kingdom. He wants his children seated in high places on this earth, just as we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. But you have to come to the point where you tap into the anointing to to learn these things and learn the things that you want to see come to pass in your life. You know, since I was little, uh, you know, everyone always asked the question, you know, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And my answer was never like, I want to fly. I want to be invisible. I want to... Uh, be able to read people's minds. I've always wanted what I called the copycat, which is to be able to watch somebody do something and be able to do that thing. So like if I saw someone do a backflip, then like I could do a backflip. If I saw someone, you know, answering some crazy mathematical equation, I would have the knowledge to know how to answer that same mathematical equation because I just want to know how to do everything. It's that that answer, you know, that I had when I was like six has cultivated this tenacity in me to go after anything that I want to learn and to cultivate those things. When I started doing graphic design, I didn't know anything about Photoshop. I opened Photoshop and nothing made sense. But I watched YouTube tutorials. I said, Lord, I want to be good at Photoshop, just like you made Daniel uh, knowledgeable in all literature and wisdom. Give me wisdom on how to figure this program out. I took my available resources that were around me. I picked people's brains. I watched tutorial after tutorial um, and I got better and there's still more to learn. But because I called on the Lord and I applied myself, it it made me good at it. And it took me to a place where I wasn't just making graphics for myself, you know, in my room, making a vision mood board that I printed out for myself. It took me to a place where I was doing graphics for uh, for a citywide crusade in America. And that's awesome to be able to see work that you did, you know, being handed out and people coming in and getting saved because, you know, the graphic was attractive. But if I hadn't have applied myself during that time 
you know, when I was learning, then my graphics would have been garbage and they wouldn't have been used in, in that area. And and there there weren't that many people around who were like really good at doing graphic design. So the Lord needs people to in his kingdom to be good at stuff, good at all kinds of things. I mean, imagine being someone who is like what they call a jack of all trades. Like you could literally do anything that someone needed for you to do. That's that's awesome. But you have to take the time to develop skills. You know, imagine being the person that's a solution to to, to any situation, you know, you go in and you help out at a crusade, but you don't know how to do anything except for run a camera. Imagine being able to run the camera, being able to run the sound, being able to sing, worship, be able to play the guitar, play the piano if, if they need someone to step in, be able to usher, be able to uh, handle the finances, be able to uh, uh, reconcile reconcile the budget, be able to be uh, personable and help at the book table, be able to create the spreadsheet. I mean, there's so many opportunities available when we tap into figuring it out. You know, I made up my mind a long time ago that I don't know was never going to be an acceptable answer for me. The answer for me is always... I'm not quite sure how to do that, but I'll figure it out. Or I'm not, uh, I'm not too studied up in this area, but I'll learn and I'll apply myself and I'll figure it out. And God makes it so easy for you to learn and acquire knowledge. And, you know, you may have been brought up in a situation where people have always said like, hey, you're dumb, you're stupid, you know, you don't know how to do anything. Like, you know, why can't you do this? And maybe it's taken a hit to your self-esteem, but if you change your confession today and say, nope. I want to fast track to the top. I want to develop my gifts. God has given me a brain. He's made me smart. He's given me knowledge in all things. I know all things because I have Jesus on the inside of me. God will honor that. And he will gladly, lavishly dole out wisdom to you to show you practical ways that you can take yourself to another place. A person uh, who takes it seriously to be multifaceted. God will elevate because you multiply the measure that's been given to you. And, and the same goes the opposite way. You know, if you don't take the time to cultivate the things that God's placed on the inside of you, and you don't take any time to cultivate the things that uh, you, you desire to know, it kind of ticks God, it ticks God off. And you say like, well, how can you say that? I mean, you go to Luke chapter 19, you look at the parable of the talents. And this is one that, you know, we all know, and we typically apply it to finances, but it can be applied to any area of your life. You know, there once was a wealthy prince who left his province to travel to a distant land where he would be crowned king and then returned. Before he departed, he summoned his 10 servants together and said, I'm entrusting each of you with $50,000 to trade with while I'm away. Invest it and put the money to work until I return. Some of his countrymen despised the prince and set a delegation after him to declare before the royals, we refuse to let this man rule over us. He will not be our king. Nevertheless, he was crowned king and returned to his land. Then he summoned his 10 servants to see how much each one had earned and what their profits came to. The first one came forward and said, Master, I took what you gave me and invested it, and it multiplied 10 times. 
Splendid! You have done well, my excellent servant. Because you have shown that you can be trusted in this small matter, I now grant you authority to rule over ten fortress cities. The second came and said, Master, what you left me with has multiplied five times. His master said, I also grant you authority in my kingdom over five fortress cities. Another came before the king and said, Master, here's the money you entrusted to me. I hid it for safekeeping. You see, I live in fear of you, for everyone knows that you are a strict master and impossible to please. You push us for a high return on all that you own, and you always want to gain from someone else's efforts. The king said, You wicked servant, I will judge you using your own words. If what you said about me is true, that I'm a harsh man, pushing you for a high return and wanting gain from other efforts, why didn't you at least put my money in the bank to earn some interest on what I entrusted to you? The king said to his other servants, take the money he has and give it to the faithful servant who multiplied my money ten times over. But master, the other servants objected, why give it to him? He already has so much. Yes, replied the king, but to all who have been faithful, even more will be given them. And for the ones who have nothing, even the little they seem to have will be taken from them. So the first steward had $50,000 and he made the $50,000 become $500,000. The second steward had $50,000 and he made that $50,000 become $250,000. Then the last steward came up and he had $50,000 and then he came back with $50,000. The third steward stated that he was in fear of the master and he didn't know what to do with the he didn't know what to do with the money so he just like hid it away for safekeeping and didn't want to screw up so he just left it alone. He made no moves to gain any knowledge to figure out how to even at least double the money. You know, at least turn the 50000 into into 100000 He didn't go ask the other stewards, hey, uh, I know the master gave you, you know, 50000 I got 50000 too. What are you doing with your 50000 to, you know, make him some money while he's away? Uh, what are you doing to steward what it is that you have? He just said, nope, um, I don't know what to do with this, and I'm not going to try to figure it out. And he hid it. God despises when you don't cultivate what he's given you. Now, he'll never take the gifts away from you because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But the reality is that he does not like stagnation. He's a multiplier. First, uh, the you know, first the seed, then then the blade, then the ear, then the full corn. God is a multiplication God, and he's looking for fruit. When Jesus came to the fig, fig tree and he saw that there were only leaves on it, you know, the, the, the garden tender came and said, hey, listen, uh, leave the fig tree alone. If there's, no, if there's no fruit next year, then we'll go ahead and cut it down. God wants to see fruit. He wants to see you growing because... He is a fruitful God. There will always be seed time and harvest in the kingdom of God. And you have to be multiplying. You have to be going and changing from level to level. And you do that through the anointing and through uh, accumulating knowledge, accumulating wisdom and pushing yourself to go to a higher level in the Lord. If you put your mind to something, you can figure it out by the grace of God. God will give you grace to figure things out. God gave me a lot of grace when it came to figuring out math, when it came to figuring out investing, when it comes to figuring out real estate uh, and all of these things. When you couple the anointing with your hunger, it will 
always produce for you. I'll say it again. When you couple the anointing with your hunger, it will always produce for you. You know, there are things that I'm gifted with naturally, and there are things that I become gifted at through mere application and added supernatural wisdom. And that's why when people come to me sometimes and they're like, hey, you know, can you do this for me? A lot of the times I'll tell them no, because when I started doing that, I wasn't good at it either. You look at me now and you say, Jazz, like, you can make websites. Like, that. that's great. Can you make this website for me? And the reality is that I'm like, no. But what I can do is I can give you the tools that I used to get me to a place where I was good at it because you have to come to a place where you're willing to cultivate these things. So I'll show you the YouTube tutorials that I watched. I'll show you, you know, the resources that I use. But you can figure it out. We all have, we have the mind of Christ. If you're saved, you have the mind of Christ and you have the ability to figure it out. James chapter one, verse five says, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproach or fault finding, and it will be given to him. God will always elevate the one who works to produce fruit over the one who has a natural dormant gift and never applies it. You could have someone who's not that who's not that great of a singer and you can have like a beautifully talented singer, like just naturally has all the verb vibrato and the runs and just has a great voice but if the person who's naturally good at singing never applies themselves to stretch their voice never applies themselves to you know to learn more about music theory to learn about flowing uh singing and then you have the person who's not that great at singing but applies themselves goes to a vocal coach you know takes care of their voice uh and applies themselves to becoming a better singer, God 100% is going to promote the person that wasn't that great but worked really hard and shoved them into limelight over the person who naturally had a gift but never did anything with the gift. Your time coupled with your discipline is directly correlated to your success to your success. And that's how you have a fast track to the top. When you take your time and you couple it with discipline and you pray and ask God for wisdom and understanding in things, it's going to directly correlate to bringing you to the top. There are so many resources available and it puts us all without excuse. There's no reason to say like, God, why don't I have this or why don't I have that? Yes, some things do come in timing, but the reality is that God says, well, what are you doing with the time that I've given you? What are you doing with the resources that I'm giving you? And what are you doing with the with the gifts that I've given you? If you're not willing to be faithful with the gifts that you have now, why would God give you more? But when you are faithful with the giftings and with the desires and with wisdom now, at whatever level you're at, God will see that and he'll say that one, that one, that one's been faithful with the little things. So I'm going to make them faithful over a lot of things. You you see in the parable of the talent, it's not a, it's not little rewards. They're great rewards. That first steward had $50,000 that he turned into $500,000. And the king didn't come back and say, okay, since you made this you know, $500,000, I'm going to give you $5 million. No, he said, since you made this 50000 
I'm going to make you a ruler over five fortress cities. That'd be like if I made a return on an investment of $50,000 and it turned into $500,000, then the president of the United States came and said, hey, you're going to rule over Texas, California, Hawaii, Alaska, and Washington state. That's, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a far greater reward than just off of the initial investment that I made to just turn 50,000 into 500,000. And I hope you can see that. Glean from these things and get an impartation that will accelerate you. Get an impartation from, on, in an understanding from the anointing, from resources, from people, books, YouTube tutorials. Learn from people that are at a level that you want to be at and then work to get yourself to that level. God is delighted to give you the anointing to prosper in all areas because he wants his kingdom advanced on the earth. You don't have to be like the steward who God called wicked and slothful because he was too lazy and afraid to take action. God's not sorry for giving you any of the gifts he's given you. And he wants to bring you up to a place where your gift is making great room for you. Romans eleven twenty nine, and I mentioned it before, Um, That when God chooses someone and graciously imparts gifts to him, they are never rescinded. So I want to encourage you today to get busy doing the things that God's placed in your heart. Psalm 37 verse 4, we all know it. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will put those things in you that he wants to accomplish within you. And as you take action to grow in these things through gaining knowledge and seeking wisdom and practically applying yourself to grow, God will take you straight to the top and you'll be elevated to a place where you're using your gifts on a wide scale rather than a small scale, using them to impact the kingdom 10 times more than you would have ever imagined to be able to do. Stay faithful with the little things. Be consistent. Be diligent. Seek first the kingdom of God. All the things that we have, we have for the glory of God. God created all things for him, for himself. All things were made by him and all things were made for him, for his glory. So even if it's little practical things, even they're not, they don't have to be gaining, you know, it doesn't have to be all spiritual things like gaining wisdom in the word, which are, you know, gaining revelation in the word, which are things that we all want, but applying yourselves to the gifts that he's given you. He, he wants you to cultivate those things so that he can use them for his glory and use them for the kingdom so that when you get to heaven, You don't have wood, hay, and stubble. You have precious stones and you have crowns waiting for you because you took everything that the Lord has given you and you applied it and and it allowed for him to elevate you, you know? So the Bible says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, this is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So I want to leave this question with you. What has God prepared for you? Get busy today, and I'll see you at the top. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. I just want to give you an invitation to go ahead and follow on social media so you can be up to date with everything that we're doing here Um, on Twitter. It's the Love Offering Go ahead and tweet me anything that's impacted your heart. And if you listened to this podcast today and you said, man, like that really stood out to me, I want to hear about it. Let me know. I want to reach out to you. I want to talk to you about it. On Instagram, you can find me at Jasmine Dandridge. 
That's J-A-Z-M-I-N-E-D-A-N-D-R-I-D-G-E. Share the podcast with your friends. Tag me in it. I want to repost them and I want to connect with you there. And then on Facebook, you can search Jasmine Dandridge, the love offering for any other updates. I love to hear from you guys. Go ahead and subscribe. And until next time, know that I love you and you've been created for signs and wonders.